Welcome to Jurassic World. Jurassic World Minute Boys, Jurassic World One Minute Time, welcome to Jurassic Park. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode we're discussing Minute 68 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, David's going over to the uh, International Movie Vehicles Database. I'll, I'll get his, uh, we got an uh, article up here for the Kawasaki um, Terex 4 side by side. A um, little bit of a uh, issue with the name there. Like they're um, supposedly it's Terex 4 because it's a four-seater. Most of them are uh, Terex 2, um, but uh, there's not a lot of information there. Most of the information I've got linked here to a Top Speed article, which has got a full write-up on the go back to it, the 2015 Kawasaki Terex 4, which we get to see in this minute and uh, later on when we get back to uh, the park itself, people running around <laughs> on ATVs and these uh, these side-by-side buggies. Mm-hmm. They had a major overhaul on them between the 2014 and 2015 model, uh, including electronic power steering and all sorts of uh, gadgets and gizmos on it. Um, uh, where was it? 783cc digital fuel injection in a V-twin, so a bit of power there um, for a lightweight buggy. Uh, integrated ROPS cage, which for those that don't know is your, uh, your roll bars, your roll cage. Um, ROPS is like a certified uh, weight rating and that so you can roll it numerous times and it should hold up um, and keep you safe inside uh, not quite sure how that um, corresponds to an Indominus or a Trinosaur attack <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it does actually look pretty um, pretty intact when we get the boys come across it here in, in this minute but a lot of stats for the vehicle I don't know what else to uh, to us say about it it's most uh most menu most uh retailers has a three year warranty on it so if it's 2014 or 2015 still they should be able to get a warranty for it and take it back to where they got it and say here it didn't hold up to a t-rex yeah i mean it's pretty comparable to i'm not sure really who makes the gator uh atv vehicle well i guess that's kind of a self self uh explanatory of the uh, Gator all-terrain vehicle. But it's pretty comparable to that, and honestly, I always thought they looked fun. I had an ATV when I was a kid, and we got rid of it because there's really nowhere left for us to ride it anymore after they really kind of went through and started developing around here. 
but I I still want one. I yeah. still always loved ATVs. I always thought they were fun. Yeah. Well, you back know? in you mentioned the Gator. Like back in the day, this would be the nineties, late nineties, early aughts. Um, when Nara thing, I'm pretty sure that was John Deere. Well, John Deere had a version as well. And at the time, they were made for for farmers. Just that being able to have a bit of a payload over the um, mm-hmm. your four wheel, your quad bike, and have been able to safely carry the second person to where quad bikes you're not really supposed to have two people on them for various reasons. <laughs> um, but then companies like Polaris, Can Am, uh, here Kawasaki, they sort of took that farm machine and uh, essentially souped them up, more aggressive mm-hmm. tyres. Um, sus- more suspension, uh, even the 800cc, and even you start going into sand rails and all that sort of stuff that's got small block or big block chevs <laughs> and all that sort of stuff in it too, just <laughs> taking your, uh, your your weekday farm vehicle and making it into a weekend play thing. <laughs> that mm-hmm. um, A four-seater like this, you can take the whole family off-road. And it's, bas- it's basically like a uh, souped-up golf cart if you want to think of it that way. Yeah, yeah, and I can see a perfect use for somewhere like Jurassic World, um, whether it's mm-hmm. vets or ACU, or maybe not ACU, but just park staff being able to drive around the uh, the park, have um, have you a bit of a payload in the back of it, be um, light, nimble, good on fuel, and um, yeah, it's just a shame this is the only vehicle we get destroyed in the film. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they... Um, they paid for a couple of these, and we'll get to it when we get to the minute. I don't know how destroyed this thing is. It's sort of weird the way it's lying on its side, but... Uh... Yeah, it kind of looks like they just kind of propped it up there against the tree. It doesn't really look like it's too bashed up. I wonder if they rented it or something and they couldn't destroy it. Yeah, yep. Well, um, how about we get into the minute and, uh, and talk more about it? All right, sure. Minute 68 of Jurassic World opens with Grey holding the hard hat and ends with a familiar-looking set of doors being opened. As we continue to minute 68, Zach's holding the hard hat and he um, that he took from Grey and then looks around and then looks forward um, and we get a shot of that Kawasaki side-by-side leading up against a tree. I'm going to say CG sparking here because most... <laughs> unless they've got a, um, a spark machine in there. I, I don't know what yeah. would be sparking there either, but obviously the sparking effect to show that it's been damaged. Yeah. Could be the starter on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And sort of looking looking at the photo here, as you, as we said before, it looks like it's sort of just propped up a little bit against the tree. The Like the side doors are still closed. Uh, we can see it's number 26, so if we're going off the old name, the number of convention, they've got at least 26 of them. <laughs> <laughs> But it doesn't seem to be damaged anyway. The rops or the canopy, the roll bars all seem intact. The front window's up. Mm-hmm. It's sort of misleading at the back because of the way the, the rear the rear's designed where it looks like it slopes down to that rear tyre. But there would be a little bit of chassis twisting with the suspension travel on it as well. So you could have that front corner lifted a little bit and still have the back solely on the ground. So Yeah. We're going, as you said before, if they've rented them, rented a couple of them and didn't want to destroy it so they'd give them back or if they'd purchased some. We don't really know, unfortunately. But even going back, when I mentioned last minute with the hard hat in here with the, uh, the side-by-side, I've never really connected the two. 
whether the um the side by side belongs to ACU or it's just a park park vehicle. I never mm-hmm. um I never seen the hard hatters coming from whoever was driving driving that vehicle, but as I said last minute it's obviously the driver, some some mm-hmm. maintenance crew or something that's um come come across a harm. I'd always just thought it was a relic of the old park being built, as I said last minute, but and then again, if it did belong to some random worker, what were they doing out here? <laughs> We'd already had the evacuation of the, of the northern area, the um, resort. Whether they were at some sort of outpost like the veterinary clinic, because mm-hmm. I don't think we have that on the map yet where on the island that is, or some other maintenance building, and they are just returning returning back to the resort in this vehicle. And that's what I, was, I always kind of imagined happened, was that they are basically going point A to point B, and the Indominus just happened to find them at this point and attacked. Convenience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially with what it leads to in the next couple of minutes. Um, but Zach puts his arm across Gray's chest and says, stay here, and then walks forward. And, of course, Gray follows. He doesn't stay there. <laughs> and we get a view through the leaves at the buggy's interior. Um, no one's inside, obviously, but it's sort of weird... It's a little bit blurry shot of the seat through the foliage here, but it almost looks like there's a sort of orange and red scarf hanging on the seat. The novel <laughs> suggests that the, the seat's been torn open and there's blood-stained uh, fabric there, but they sort of, yeah, sort of just do this blurry blurry shot of the seat just to show that um, the poor person is no longer inside. But uh, Zach puts his hand on the buggy and sort of looks around, and then he spots something, and we sort of get that slow... JP theme begin to play here as uh, we see a familiar looking set of doors and a concrete surround set amongst the jungle sadly not uh, a very familiar facade as we mm-hmm. once knew it to be um, also where the camera's, the camera's sort of looking at it um, if it's meant to be Zach's POV then there's a large tree beside him here as well where the b- crash buggy is that pretty much be either on the Tula Road or on one of the waterfalls, the water cascades beside the main staircase of the visitor centre. That also brings up an interesting question. Where's the staircase? <laughs> interesting here on this shot too, and I never, I suppose, yeah, going back to Jurassic Park, that the visitor centre doors were wood with the egg motif on them, um, where in the Lost World they actually made them the glass and steel doors so the light could travel through, obviously because that was a night scene. In the Lost World, and the egg motif sort of shone more, or more recognisable at night time um, in the Lost World. But uh, both Zach and Grey leave the side by side and walk up the uh, bit of a path here that's leading up to the doors. And uh, of course, Grey holds Zach's hand as they start off, uh, not quite sure what they're approaching here. And um, we get a shot from the buggy, or from back at the buggy as the boys make their way towards the doors in the jungle. And there's barely any elevation here <laughs> with what we know the front of the visitor centre is meant to look like. Um, which we're going to talk about elevation before because now thanks mm-hmm. to some of those blueprints that have hit the internet, we now know all that sort of detail. But before we get to that, um, we cut back to a bit of a rocky staircase here as the boys climb up towards the doors. Far too narrow and shallow, shallow for what we know the JP stairs to be. And, yeah. Uh, we get a look at the concrete structure above the door and can see uh, that Tyrannosaurus skeleton, but uh, no roof beyond it. Uh, Zach reaches out and pushes the right door open and it groans as it opens. And as the minute ends, Grey pushes on the left door, opening up uh, to view the lobby and um, mm. a sight straight out of the Lost World inside. But 
And it's still like that exact same oomph sound. I remember when I saw this in the theater, it was just so overgrown. And looking back at the screen caps now, it almost looks like that there's a, um, it almost looks like that it's the cave from the opening of Raiders of the Lost Ark, where he goes into the temple and it's just, that temple's just, the entrance is completely overgrown with vines and you almost wouldn't know it was there unless you were looking for it. Yeah, Let's... I don't even think I realized what exactly I was looking at until I heard the groan of the doors opening. Yeah, yep. Well, that's yeah, that's the minute over um, with uh, the boys pushing the doors mm-hmm. open. So let's let's get into the show because I I still remember my reaction to this in the film. I was just what what the hell? What what is going on? This would be like if I'm sure. Yeah, but, but yeah. It, it, Force Awakens. Ray walks onto the Millennium Falcon, and the bloody cockpit's on the wrong side of it all. Just you're gonna go. This is pure nostalgia here. Return to the visitor center. We know we're on Nublar. We're back where the original park was. There's just so much they get wrong, and we'll get to get to in a little bit of the air quotes reasons that may look like this, thanks to the DPG or other uh, other. I'm just gonna say fans trying to make make this make sense, uh, much like the Spinosaur and T-Rex fight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but here we are, heavily overgrown by jungle. Um, there's still shots today, and I'll post some up on the Facebook page, of this of the Visitor Centre set location from Jurassic Park on Kalula Ranch there next to that lake, where there's no jungle around it. There's trees, there's some large trees, and the big tree behind the Visitor Centre has now grown a lot taller, so it would have grown over the set. The, it's all lawned area. There's there's plenty of concept art, not concept art, fan art of people that have done artwork for a ruined, abandoned visitor centre where the grass is up tall all mm-hmm. around it. Um, not only that, but I mean, like, it's all palm trees around there, and there's not a single palm tree around here. Yeah, yep. And well, that's down yeah, here at the front of the building where, air quotes, the waterfall cascades, either side of the staircase were meant to be. Mm-hmm. There's trees here that are probably. 20, 30 years old, like, remember, um, more so for the Amber and Oaks administration building where on the front, those front landings in front of the building itself, you had the overgrown weeds, essentially, and mm-hmm. grasses that would have been neat plantings back in 93, but by 2001, um, math, that's eight years, so half the time, or a third of the time of what we got in this gap here, it's just overgrown grass. Mm-hmm. Well, we also know, based on, as you mentioned, the schematics, that the stairway up was nine feet. Each step each uh, step was roughly about two, uh, two or three feet. So it goes, the steps would go up to be about, or the ground level, I should say, would had to have risen about eight or nine feet to be where it's at now. Yeah, well, thanks to... Um, numerous blueprints being released online now. Um, Art of the Prop, a YouTube channel that's um, been showing off a lot of uh, original set blueprints. Mm-hmm. And, that. and on that, there's a actual elevation. Now, it's these are for the set, but you can assume it's a set. It's what the building was. So this is what they'd probably build the building specs to in real life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it's. It's meant for the actors to be there, so it's meant to be life size. You know, I mean, there is of course some some level of condensing with as far as depth goes, because of course 
we know the trees would have to be sitting inside some of the parts of the visitor center to actually be there. But as far as the facade goes, it's it's basically supposed to be exactly uh, it's supposed to be to scale with the actors. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, looking looking at the elevation here, like from the the bottom of the steps where your tour road level is up to the top of the stairs where the door are, is about five foot six inches. Which is sort of misleading because you have a look at um, shots, or even in Jurassic Park, where they pull up in the jeeps and then the the vehicle, the uh, explorers later, the stairs look a lot higher than five feet. They look mm-hmm. higher than the vehicles themselves, but that's well, just they are. Way. They're. I mean, I'm just looking off of the schematic at the picture here. There's roughly, I'd, I think it measures about. Um, well, while, while you're looking at that, even even sort of the top of the the. Um, the door. The doors are supposed to be ten feet high, and the, mm-hmm. the top of the uh, the the brick, the, like the rock section where the Trenosaur skeleton is, is supposed to be uh, twenty two feet high. There's no way this is that big here. Like it's they've they've shrunk the visitor center's facade, probably more so just so you can't see as much of it. But like there's no glass windows either side of it. There's no mm-hmm. just the barriers either side of the staircase where the the cascading waterfall would have been all that's gone it's the stairs are the same level as the surroundings here and they're supposed to be supposed to be 12 steps in total mm-hmm. four on the top steps and the boys only walk up three like <laughs> and this is this is going into pedantic fan scrutiny here like before before getting a chance to see these blueprints it still doesn't look right but now we've got the actual measurements of what it should have <laughs> should have been and <laughs> obviously surely universal would have had the same the same um uh, access mm-hmm. as well but i can understand having it so heavily for heavily covered over you, you it's less set we know how tight they'll be with the budget just because of not knowing how much success it's going to be but mm-hmm. your your money shot in the film should have been this visitor center in the jungle much like some of the concept art we've seen that's come out where there is that drop down to the lake there's a staircase mm-hmm. and Yes, the building itself's overgrown, but it's mainly palm trees and that around the, the outside of the building as well, not not this dark Jurassic Park freestyle jungle. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it's just the problem is, like you said, is palm trees on a grass field, so it should definitely... I mean, there's, there's, there would be overgrowth, there would be encroachment of the, of the jungle, but not to this extent, not even close. It's just way overgrown, and I think the problem is is that in the first movie, they built the exterior facade on on location, so they were able to build it as life size as they wanted to. But on, in the movie, in Jurassic World, they had to build the entire thing on an interior studio, and I think and they really only had so much room to work with because they had to build both the outside and inside onto the same set. Mm. Which is a shame, because you go back to that shot we get earlier of um, the boys looking over at that, that side-by-side up against a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that's a it, it's an inside set, but it looks it looks good for being in an inside set. We know they built a, a section of the facade um, on the set as well, because famously on the 35mm print we got the um, visit VIPs walking up the stairs and you can see the stage lights above, above this doorway. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. And it's the same. that's the same set that we see when Hammond drives up with the Jeep and yeah. uh, Grant says that he doesn't endorse the park. Yeah, so they, they, they've done it before. 
they couldn't do it again now. Just maybe, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe cut, maybe cut. No, you can't cut the CG budget. Sure, they could have found the the few thousand dollars somewhere else to to be able to do this set properly. Yeah. And then of course there's the um there's the uh, air quotes the lake filled in all the visitor centers sinking like the DPG stated mm-hmm. that uh, there was ruptured pipes in the basement because of the power shortage or something that led to flooding in the building sinking there's there's been um, because of the volcano and geological changes on the island the lake's covered over or no longer a lake there and well I mean I could definitely see that ponds are very very touchy things and if you don't keep a constant upkeep on them they're going to fill in fast so and it wasn't that big of a pond, so I could I could imagine that filling in fast. Yeah, in 20 and I, years. yeah, and I think it was I don't know if it was suggested somewhere, or if people were just confusing it with the the lagoon in the novel that was man made. But assuming this little this little lagoon pond in front of the visitor center originally was something man made, and not just um, let's build a visitor center here because there's a body of water here in front of it <laughs> to make it look <laughs> picturesque, but if that's if that is man-made, um, of course, no pumps running. It's probably going to dry out over time. Yeah. Well, I mean, not just dry up, but it's going to fill in with just all the various, like all the palm fronds that fall in there are going to decay and form dirt at the bottom. It's going to grow reeds, which are going to die and fill in the bottom, and that's how it's just. My uncle has a pond or had a pond in his old at his old house, and. Thankfully, he had a crane company. He could dredge it whenever he needed to, hmm. but it could it would fill in very fast. He had to dredge it like almost every other year. Yeah, yep. I've got um I've got the links here too. I'll post up with the uh, the HD screen caps for the, what we're talking about this minute with the Jurassic World and the Jurassic Park comparison. Just looking here that specifically when they drive up to the visitor center in the jeeps, just from when we first see the jeeps come around the other side of that pond. Just as you were saying before, just the palm trees and the large trees in the area. There's no, there's no jungle anywhere. It's all completely open, manicured lawns, and they drive up to the um, the visitor center, and it's up on a bit of a raised bit of a hill. So the amount of earth that have to move in front of this building <laughs> for um, for this to make sense. Mm-hmm. And there are looking at the the cascading waterfalls in front. There are sort of ferns and jungle plantings in that but plants will only grow it's like crocodiles and that they'll only grow to what their environment allows them to grow if these planter boxes are only a foot deep with um earth in them and they've got a concrete base the plant's not going to grow any bigger because it's um it's not going to be able to spread its roots out it's going to soon starve and take over the rest of the place and it plants and eventually die mm-hmm. it's a shame and even looking at the original the um, Jurassic Park Visitor Centre facade too. The um the fossil the fossil decoration around the side of the doors and that is completely missing missing here. And the the top of it where the Trenosaur is is up above the roof line, so you'd have you'd have the thatching coming down past the side of the door here too. Where you'd see it. It's just it's a shame. I just wish mm-hmm. they'd they'd done it properly. Yeah. I mean it's just one of those things where the I mean honestly you feel like they were trying to... They got cheap on us, Dodson. 
yeah. <laughs> and all the they all didn't the... pay attention to the details, and you can tell. Yeah, all the vines hanging on the front of the facade here in um, Jurassic World, of course. This thing is probably just carved polystyrene. It's been painted just to get that um, that aged, mm-hmm. pitted pitted concrete look. We could go on all bit <laughs> forever <laughs> and ever, but um, anything else on the uh, the failed facade and um, the early stuff we talked about before we get to novel comparisons. Uh, for now, no. Yeah, we we might touch on it again, but we're going to uh, move on to some other issues when we get inside the building as well. <laughs> oh, there was one thing. Oh, yeah. I, I meant to bring it up earlier, but when um, Zach and Gray are walking up to the front of the visitor center, we actually get a shot of the um, of the Kawasaki on, from the other side of the supposed tree and it looks pretty banged up. It, it looks a lot worse than from what we can see from the other side. You can see that there's a, like there's a large branch sticking out of the uh, hood. The hood's cracked and shattered. The uh, front grill is all mangled. The roll cage on the top is mangled. So it, it, it did come in contact with an anonymous. Oh yeah. Or just or the tree. tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's got pieces of the tree lying all over it, too. Mm. Well, there you go. They must have destroyed one then. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if, like, they had two, because from the other side, you can't see any of this damage. You just see some quick, quick sparking, and then we get the opposite side, and it looks like something heavy smashed down on the top of it. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe they had a wrecked one that they could... They... They swapped out. I, I can't recall coming minutes when we returned to get the battery out of. It. I'm pretty sure we just get the front with the bonnet up. Um, we don't see yeah. the whole. We don't get the whole shot. So we'll have to look at when we get there anyway and see. Uh, in the novel, the boys approach the cracked vehicle or the crashed vehicle and look inside. Uh, it was empty. The driver's seat was ripped. It's white stuffing stained with blood. Zach looked away. Realising that had probably clawed, or what had probably clawed, uh, the driver out of the vehicle. Uh, who did it? Gray asked the white one, and Zack took his brother's arm. We shouldn't stay here. And as he backed away, he stumbled. Looking down, he saw a set of staircase, or saw a staircase leading up to a vine-covered building that was slowly being swallowed up by the earth. I don't know if that just means the jungle's coming back, or, or how you swallow it. the earth swallows a building this large. But... Well, I mean... Arguably, it does look like it's getting just swallowed up from the bottom up. It, I mean, like we mentioned, there's just that whole height difference that's a real kick in the teeth that try to explain. Well, okay, the okay, the the ground's unstable or something, and the the but sinking into the earth. Any mm-hmm. you know anyone that's had um, stump issues under a house or moving foundations, it can. The little bit of movement in the in the foundation can lead to real problems with the rest of the building. The fact that when we get inside next minute, the roof's still intact, for instance, <laughs> it, it still seems like mm-hmm. it's pretty much intact apart from just being heavily overgrown. Or the carved skeleton uh, ornamentation around yeah. the front. No, none of that's ca- uh, cracked or even gives any kind of indication of a geological event causing the building to uh, fall, basically. Yeah, and now we've seen we've seen the floor plans of what the building looks like. It's not it's not a square brick or square block. They're just 
evenly distributed the weight. There's the whole area at the back that contains the um, the restaurant and that sort of stuff off the back of it. Then you've got the mm-hmm. control room and that above, which seems to be not really aligned with the restaurant below. So you've got all that hanging off the back, presumably fallen in <laughs> or something there. We never get to see that in this film, unfortunately. We only get the garage, but... Yeah... I, I don't see I don't see just the whole building just slowly sinking <laughs> into the ground. Mm-hmm. Not not over five feet that it had to have by this stage, and still be intact. But uh, the novel explains what we're seeing, and in the movie, it's only really trying to hit the nostalgia until we get inside and find that banner. But um, the novel explains, uh, though the boys didn't know it, uh, the building was the visitor center um, built for the original Jurassic Park in 1993. Well, no, it would have been built long before the film, but uh, long abandoned and had been reclaimed by the jungle. Uh, again, no jungle back then. Um, <laughs> and that's sort of one thing here too. We never get any dialogue moving forward of the boys actually acknowledging what this is. In a novel, next minute, um, Grey sort of says, Claire's going to be out looking for us. We can stay here until she finds us. We never get a reference that it's actually Jurassic Park or anything Mm-hmm. Which is why, for the longest time, I thought this was going to be some sort of exhibit, visit the ruins of the abandoned Jurassic Park, and this was something that was built, which was my little headcanon way of explaining why it looks so different. But um, I think Claire's dialogue to Lowry earlier that the Jurassic Park t-shirt's in bad taste, <laughs> I think having some sort of a exhibit here of um, the original park would be in bad taste as well. Well, the way I've heard it is that was actually, Masrani did in fact intend to fix up the original, uh, the original visitor center and use it as a, like, memorial to the people who died in the Jurassic Park and the, the Lost World, and I'm sorry, the Jurassic Park and San Diego incidents. But eventually, I guess it was considered too expensive to try to bring it back or something, and they basically abandoned the project and fenced it off instead. Yeah, and that would have to be a... Because now the park's been open for 10 years, that'd have to be a project to go back to to uh, a year or two, a couple of years after it opened. Um, mm-hmm. As you said, not not working, it's been fenced off. And I've, I've seen people also make perfect sense. It's going to cost money to destroy it, to like clear it and sort of reclaim the site mm-hmm. so the jungle can take back over or whatever else, or use it as something else. So if, if you're not going to spend the money to clear it, then yes, you would just leave it. There's, there's instances now where Disneyland and that where there's forgotten areas that instead of bulldozing it, they've just blocked it off to tourists and um, when they want to use uh, that area. Uh, the Discovery be... Island one at Walt Disney World is definitely a prime example where they've just, it was basically like a, like a tropical resort kind of th- uh, themed kind of thing. And I guess it did, wasn't doing very well after Animal Kingdom opened. So they just kind of closed it and, and ignored it, and now they kick you out of the park if you try to get try to get there. Plus, yeah. they don't advise swimming because there are alligators in the pond. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and I was going to bring up the perfect example: Universal Studios backlot, the um, embryonic set set there. Even the um, if you want to take in the whole backlot area there, the the World War, War of the Worlds plane wreck film came out in 2005 that whole area was not used again 
at all. Even now, the, the plane wreck's still there for the tours. Yes, it's been in music videos and probably some other, other things like that, but that area is not being used. It's just been mm-hmm. um, left. And, of course, the uh, Amber Rocks Administration building being uh, bulldozed eventually just because it had um, probably become more of a hazard than what it was when it was standing there rotting away. But Interesting thing about Discovery Island, though, is that there are people who have done videos there with the permission of Disney, of course, and the, it's just the pictures and the photo document photo documentation they've uh, shared. It literally looks like the Lost World. Mm. I mean, it, it looks like how you'd imagine that whole town area would have looked if they had built the entire uh, set with just like vines crossing along the sidewalks and the and vines rolling down from the building. It doesn't look nearly as as uh as um overgrown as what we're seeing here but then again also remember that it's that i think the vid- the videos they did was like mid uh 2010s and it was only abandoned in 1998 well yeah and that's the other thing too you gotta remember this is 22 years after the um after the park was abandoned yeah so and there is it, People have made the case too in Hawaii now. There's this play. I think there's an Elvis casino or something or lodge in Hawaii somewhere that's um that was abandoned and looks just like this is heavily overgrown, but it's probably in the middle of the jungle, not in an open open area. That's just gonna yeah. I've, see, I've the... seen those pictures too, and it's just it's in a similar setting even where you have like the jungle as a back setting. But the actual lodge lodging area is in like this grassy field where what well, used to be palm trees, and it looks run down, but it doesn't look like heinously like it's like the jungle just swallowed it up at the first chance it got, you know? Yeah, all well, the um the pre San Diego script and that sort of described this as much what the uh, worker village would have looked like, more so just with the vines and that growing through the asphalt, the, the main street and that being heavily overgrown as well but again obviously not overgrown enough because they're able to run across the rooftops to evade the pteranodons in that but i think that was enough discussion <laughs> on that um made 68 a little bit longer uh, anything else before we get heavy for the day uh yeah i mean i'm looking at these pictures of the abandoned uh it was called the coco palms resort in the uh that the one that was abandoned on Kauai, and it's interesting because it, I mean, it looks a little bit like the hotel from Jurassic World, and it's almost, you could almost think that some of the Fallen Kingdom state of the island was based off of this. Because, I mean, like, you got weeds growing in the parking lot, just like general trash laying around. All the, all the windows are blown out, and I mean, like, all the palm trees and stuff are there, but everything's just overgrown. It's not, like, swallowed up. I'm googling it. What shown it's a three and a half star resort. <laughs> Was oh, I think they might have had a different one. I added abandoned after that to oh. differentiate. Well, I don't know why I said Elvis. <laughs> I don't know why Elvis Resort. Yeah, no, I've gone to the wrong one. They must have uh, renamed another one the same same name. Yeah. Um, but I'll get some pictures up and put on the Facebook page to uh, to show as well. 
that's it. <laughs> we'll get out of here, get out of here, and uh, be back next week with a uh, or next time with another minute. All right. <laughs>